You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. In this episode, I want to look at how it's possible to actually retrain your nervous system. And there's many ways in which to do this, but one really effective way is through something that I call empowered imaginal reenactment. And what that does is it uses the power of your own imagination to retrain your nervous system so that something that expects to be dangerous and so does all the things of fight or flight or freeze even, you actually reprogram its expectation by using the imagination to teach it something different. Now, it always sounds a bit strange, this, like use the imagination, are you being serious? But when you think about it, there are only two ways to experience anything. You can either have the experience or you can imagine the experience. Now, thankfully, our limbic system actually responds to both. So our limbic system is that part of the brain which deals with all the kind of autopilot stuff that happens automatically almost. And one thing that definitely happens automatically and involuntarily is the nervous system. It's actually called the autonomic nervous system for that reason. Autonomic just means involuntary. And we know that our imagination is able to produce those kind of nervous system responses. Because when you think about it, if you've ever read a thriller or a scary book, notice how your body changes at different points of the story. Your autonomic nervous system actually begins to fire. You feel your heart race, your eyes go wider, your breath gets a bit shallower and exciting or a scary bit. And all of that's only happening because you are having imaginings dropped into your mind by the words on the page. So all you've got is a piece of paper and some funny little squiggles. And yet the power of your imagination enables your body to change how it feels and what your body actually experiences just because your imagination goes to a different place. Now, when I am seeking to erase trauma, actually get rid of trauma completely and for good, one of the ways that we do that is to help you have a contradictory experience to whatever the predictions are that run for you in the background. Like, we all have our programming. And so we kind of try and produce a prediction error in order to help the nervous system break out of its autopilot and go, oh, okay. So that thing that I expected and predicted didn't happen. It happened completely differently. And this really is at the core. Obviously, I'm skimming the surface here rather than diving deep into the neuroscience, but this this prediction error, this surprise are having the prediction broken is at the core of what the brain needs 
in order to overwrite and get rid of old traumatic responses. So some of those contradictory experiences can come up in conversation. You know, it can just be a light bulb moment or a penny drop where you have that moment of realisation and go, ah. Yet those kind of moments can sometimes be kind of hard to find. You know, they're a little bit happenstance. And so the imagination is one way that we can use in order to help give you that contradictory experience which is going to erase the old trauma. Now, I do understand that this sounds all very strange, but when a person goes through a traumatic experience, it results in a whole range of distressing feelings. And so therapists often focus on thoughts a lot, but given the way the nervous system works, Feelings do actually drive our thoughts and are often much more powerful. If you just think of how you view the world when you're in a state of high anxiety, you have very different thoughts and beliefs about the world in that moment than when you're feeling completely safe and calm and socially engaged. And so it often makes sense to get in touch with the nervous system rather than the thoughts, because if we change how the nervous system is responding, the thoughts will kind of follow anyway. And so, like I say, in the midst of a traumatic experience, a person will experience a whole host of feelings. So it might be feelings of danger or isolation or helplessness or other distressing feelings. And so they're all going on, these feelings, they're, they're very real. And that's part of that limbic system that I mentioned earlier on. But also it's very common as well that the body will experience some kind of freeze. You've heard that phrase of they were scared stiff. Well, that's referring to this freeze. It's actually our oldest defence mechanism. You'll see reptiles do it like a lizard will suddenly go completely still when it spots a danger. Now, sometimes we're experiencing the bodily freeze because we get scared stiff. The body just kind of shuts down on us in, our, in service of our protection. Other times, though, we might have been physically restrained or we might have been instructed to stay where you are. Or we might have just figured out that if I do anything here, it's just going to make this awful situation even worse and so there are impulses to move and to act which are basically suppressed and shut down. And one of the things about that, as well as the awful feelings that are coming up, is it really intensifies any feelings that we have of defencelessness. And so it actually makes it more traumatic. It may well have kept us safer in that moment, which is why the body's intervened in that way, or... Obeying somebody's instruction might have kept us safer in that moment. But that sense that we carry with us going forward of utter defencelessness, that we were unable in that moment to actually move ourselves, that can actually add to that sense of things feeling traumatic. It may even add some shame as well. It's very common that we feel shame that we were unable to defend ourselves. And yet... As I think I've spoken about before when I've talked about 
how the nervous system works. This shutdown, this freezing is completely normal and is simply a way that our nervous system works. So when we're overwhelmed with a situation where it makes no sense anymore to try and escape or do anything where we're overwhelmed by the problem, the nervous system will very often shut down. And the important thing to notice about that, especially if you are feeling shame about anything like that, is that, as I've mentioned before, the nervous system happens to us. We don't choose our nervous system response. Whether it goes into fight or flight and feels very agitated and the heart beats faster and we get all clammy and sweaty, or whether we go into a complete shutdown of freeze and numbing, our nervous system makes that choice for us. The body basically hijacks us on our behalf. So it's worthwhile remembering that because it wasn't a choice. Now, the power of imaginal reenactment is that all those feelings, like the danger, the isolation, the helplessness, and all of that, and all of the freeze response or other Im impulses to move that were suppressed at the time, we can actually reverse engineer a scene that will give you the opposite feelings. So, the feelings that you would like to emerge with instead, the feelings that you actually need to be taken forward into life instead of the feelings that you had and still have. So we can actually reverse engineer those feelings that you need. So if, for instance, you felt weak and defenseless and it felt unsafe and you felt unloved, then we can just switch that to the opposite and say, OK, so what we need in this scene is you'll need to feel strong. You'll need to feel powerful. You'll need to feel safe and loved and accepted and included and whatever it happens to be for you. And then once we've got these feelings, the outcome of the exercise, basically those opposite feelings to the ones you had during the traumatic time we can actually build together a new scene. A new scene that happens completely in your favour. And that scene is specifically designed to ensure that you emerge with all of the feelings that you need instead of the ones you had at the time. And so what will happen is you will have full power over that scene to have it happen exactly how you need with the explicit goal of creating these new feelings. And the wonderful thing about this in terms of what the brain needs is that the scene will likely start off looking like the traumatic scene did. And yet very, very quickly, within moments in fact, it is reimagined completely in your favour so you do feel strong, you do feel powerful, you do feel safe and loved and accepted and included in the imaginal experience of that scene. Now, I know that you might be thinking, yeah, but it's only imagination. But remember, the imagination evokes feelings. And the way that the nervous system is retrained 
is that when it sees the opening moments of the scene, it has this old prediction that this is a bad thing. Anything, in fact, that resembles that going forward is what is triggering your traumatic responses. And so what we do with these imaginal re-experiences is that we effectively reprogram the predictions of the nervous system itself. It expects the bad, the dangerous, the unpleasant, and yet instead, from the very same starting point, it actually gets all these wonderful feelings, these opposite feelings instead. And so the nervous system, once we repeat this a few times, will actually overwrite its old expectation with what it sees as this new learning. That actually, when we experience something in present day that might resemble the traumatic event, now we actually feel okay because the nervous system has been reprogrammed through these empowered imaginal experiences where it now actually happens in your favour. And so it really does sound quite odd and I have to acknowledge that because when I started working this way, I was almost always sceptical every time it happened. And I was even thinking to myself, well, this can't work. But of course, I knew the science of it and I knew that it would work. And of course, it did work. And yet it took me a while to get used to the fact that these imaginal experiences could have such a powerful effect. And it's not just the new feelings, but also in that imaginal scene, all those impulses to move, to act, to, to yell, to scream, whatever it was. In the imaginal experience, those suppressed responses can actually be given life. And so all of that kind of pushing down, sometimes literal if you were physically held down, sometimes not, sometimes just that the body chose to froze to keep you safe in that moment, the imaginal scene also rediscovers and gives life back to those impulses to move. And the end result of all this is that your nervous system, with all those learned traumatic responses that keep showing up in life now when they're not needed, and is getting in the way of life with panic attacks or with anxiety or with just self-editing really, or maybe even going into a freeze response at times, by using the power of the imagination and using the imagination's ability to actually evoke very different nervous system responses, we teach the nervous system a different way. And we are able then to break the nervous system's prediction of danger into a prediction of safety and strength and empowerment in such a way that we actually give the brain what it needs neuroscientifically to decide to overwrite the old trauma with these new feelings instead. And so the effect is that forever the old traumatic responses are gone. And though it seems really strange to be thinking about this, it happens because your imagination is deeply, deeply powerful You've experienced it whenever you've read an exciting book that your bodily sensations literally change. 
simply because of what you're imagining. You've experienced it too, say, with a nightmare, when all you had was your own imagination to be with, not even a book, and yet you've woken up with your heart pounding and your nervous system responding differently. Well, we can use that power for good. We can use that power to give you a really lovely, imaginal experience where everything goes in your favour and you get exactly what you need and the brain gets what, what it needs in order to get rid of the trauma forever. And once the trauma is gotten rid of, of course, it is simply gone. It's been overwritten, almost like you've recorded over an old cassette tape. And that trauma is no longer accessible anymore. And so without effort going forward, without having to do exercises or anything like that going forward to try and maintain the change, the change is permanent and effortless. And all as a result of one of these imaginal reenactments. If you found this episode useful, please do share it so other people can get the benefits as well. If you'd like to work with me directly, I'm Alan Parry, and you can find more about me at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. And of course, you don't have to be local to me because I work online, so you can be based absolutely anywhere. And of course, please subscribe to the podcast as well because it's absolutely free and it means that you'll never miss an episode again. So thanks for listening. And I'll see you again on the next one.